Do you struggle with any of these three common challenges of pastors and ministry leaders? Making time for growth, protecting yourself against temptation, and teaching the Bible's tough passages. This week, we're talking to Francis Chan and Chip Ingram. It's another great episode of the Church Leaders Podcast. Welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast, where we're helping you lead better every day. And now here's your host, podcasting from scenic Colorado Springs, Colorado, Andrew Hess. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode 28 of the Church Leaders Podcast. This week, we're bringing you a powerful conversation with two seasoned ministry leaders, Chip Ingram and Francis Chan. Francis is the author of the crazy successful book, Crazy Love, and a popular conference speaker. Chip Ingram is the senior pastor of Venture Christian Church in Los Gatos, California, and the founder of Living on the Edge, an international discipleship ministry. We caught up with Francis and Chip recently and captured this powerful conversation that we're excited to bring you now. In this episode, Francis and Chip tackle some of the toughest challenges that ministry leaders face today. It's packed with wisdom. And now, here's our conversation with Francis Chan and Chip Ingram. So, Chip, I think we're kind of in somewhat similar worlds where we're jumping from place to place at times, and Mm -hmm. we've just been teaching for years and trying to do things the right way, and we slip into old habits. We... um, dishonor God sometimes mm-hmm. by our words and then other times we're just we're we're locked in you know and um, but the Bible talks about like Paul talking about how he would speak with a demonstration of the Spirit's power yeah. like it was a demonstration of mm-hmm. power and you know people would marvel at Jesus or the Apostles mm-hmm. because of their authority yes and the way they spoke it wasn't just oh he's a good teacher this but there's a power mm-hmm. and authority like when you're in that pocket or that that mm-hmm. stream that channel like describe that to me well i think the key for me has been uh you know i, I didn't grow up as a christian and uh, i was deeply impacted uh, not by people who are great communicators but their mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and uh, a proverb i can still remember the guy i was probably a christian two years old mm-hmm. and he, he spoke an entire message on proverbs 10 9 he who walks in integrity walks securely but he who perverts his way will be found out. Mm-hmm. And um, another proverb, twenty-five, twenty-six, says, "Like a, a muddled spring or a polluted well, so is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked." Mm-hmm. And um, I never dreamed I'd be doing what I'm doing, but I, I mm-hmm. think we can preach biblical, accurate, clear, oratory-type messages, mm-hmm. and God honors His word and gift. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's power. Mm. unless there's an abiding and there's an integrity. In other words, mm. that you know, we're never going to be perfect, but, but yeah. it's integrated. What I am saying and how I live are telling the same story. And even in this message when mm. I'm teaching it, mm-hmm. I have been with God. He has spoken to me. And as far as I know, I'm mm. putting this into practice. And I think the power mm. comes when that occurs as the ongoing. I mean, we all struggle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think I think knowing God precedes speaking for God, and I think as we've all had those moments where yeah. demand, 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 and somehow it's an outline, and I get an outline, and I, I've I've taught this before, especially, yeah. Yeah. and you know what? There's no power in that. The Spirit mm-hmm. of God has to work in us before He's going to work through us. Yeah. No. I- I wrestle with it, and I think our preaching styles are are different. But there's a 
I think there's a similar temptation that would be in both of us yeah. where in our own ways, there's a there's a natural gifting. Yeah. Like you could teach for whoever. You could do a lecture over at Apple and yeah. talk about whatever product, and I could too, and get them riled up or, you know... There's the just something I, the I eight phone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like there's something we can do in the sure. flesh yeah. that will be tempted to to just take into a church setting and assume some sort of fruit. And I feel like that's when all the the power goes away from it. And uh, like you said, the fruit that lasts, even though it may feel good at the moment, it's like okay, what actually happened afterwards? I think one day we're going to just see. Okay, that was wood, hay, and stubble, yeah. but all the people... I had a mind. moment early in my ministry, um, and not, not professional. I was, I was a basketball coach and hmm. leading a campus ministry, and I'd teach, and, you know, probably like you, mm -hmm. gosh, mm -hmm. then more than a few hundred mm -hmm. people, and you go, why are these people coming to hear a basketball coach? And, yeah. and, and I remember um, not being prepared. Yeah, and and kind of really winging it, yeah. and it went great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it went great. And I had this experience with God, like, and I've never done this, but mm -hmm. I have an addictive personality. My dad was an alcoholic. It was like, let me tell you something, Chip. I gave you a pass for them. Mm -hmm. But like that first sniff of cocaine, mm -hmm. it was like, if you ever go down this path, if you're not prepared, if your heart isn't right, mm -hmm. there is an ugly path that you mm -hmm. can't imagine. Mm -hmm. You can't imagine the damage you'll do mm. if you don't come prayed up and prepared mm -hmm. and, and, and living the life. Mm -hmm. It scared me. Mm. I mean, the fear of God. I mean, it was mm -hmm. just like, oh. and, uh, and I think certainly not perfectly at all, but mm. like I've never done any drugs at all, and it's not because yeah. I'm disciplined. I've lived in a home. I know what it looks like, mm. what alcohol does and, mm. and drugs, and it's like, I'm like, if I mm. wing it, be, be, because what you said, mm -hmm. I, I can kind of do See, it. See, that's, that's weird, though, because I, I get that and have certainly had not an experience like that um, where the Lord, you know, like communicates something clear <laughs> to me. You know, there's just times where I'm done, like, ugh, I failed. I wasn't prepared. But for me, I've also experienced the flip side of that mm -hmm. where I maybe over-prepared and just kind of, I mean, I did recently. Right. You know, I, I kind of had the, the opposite situation where one, it's like, man, I wrote it, then I rewrite the message, and I rewrite the message, like, okay, this is it, I'm sticking to it, I go, and it was fine, you know, but I just felt like I missed it, and then a couple days later, I didn't even know I was speaking, right. you know, I was just going to visit some people, like, hey, there's a crowd here, will right. you speak to them? All right and just nailed it, right? right? You know, because I was thinking, I was in the spirit, I was like focused because there's something about, I know that spirit leads me through my preparation. It's yeah. a deep time, it's a good time. And yet to balance that with sometimes you show up somewhere and you really think through who's there mm -hmm. and, and, and you couldn't have known that beforehand because no. it's not like your own congregation. No. You know, like when I'm with my own congregation, like I know, I kind of have to come up with yeah. new stuff because right. they've heard everything I know. And But there's also this other side of what is the Spirit doing right now that I think we've both spoken yeah. at conferences where they plan something out and they were going to stick oh. with it even if this, you know, yeah. 
And I was like, wow, that was the most inappropriate transition I've ever seen, yeah. you know? And you just killed everything God was doing. And, and, and so how do you keep that balance of like, man, I, and I tell young guys too, like, th there's no, there's no chance I was going to wing it back in the day. Right. Um, but once you've preached for 20, 30 years and you're used to four to six sermons every Sunday, that's right. the exact same thing. There's like this backlog oh, of yeah. things in there to where you can sure. get up and go, what's the spirit doing? And I know what passage to turn to and I know what that passage says. Yeah. Um, so I'm not just saying, oh, hey, God just told me this and now he told me this and now he right. told me this. And I can't substantiate that. Right. But how do you balance those two things? Well, I, I think for me, winging it is, I, I know I have a responsibility and I didn't prepare because I just didn't prepare. I mean, I was yeah, young. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, I would say some of the greatest messages I've ever had the privilege of preaching is out of years of study or multiple mm -hmm. times, yeah. I'm ready and I'm sitting in a room and it's at a conference. Yeah. And, and this has happened more than a handful of times. Uh, actually, two weeks ago, it was, this isn't the right message. Yeah, and I'm, exactly. And I, I, I'm pulling out a pen yeah, and exactly. they're singing and yes. I got the back of an envelope and the Spirit of God is, this is the outline right now. Yeah. And God, I need it. And then it's like, Lord, is this really what yeah. you want? And yeah. it is. And, and I mean, what I go up there with is yeah. like, but it's birthed. Yeah. And so I, I think that, the, I yes, think, but yes, it, yeah. when I'm walking in integrity, then he has the freedom to do that. Yeah. To me, to me I, I can speak spontaneously if I'm led by the spirit yeah. and free yeah, or yeah. even to change it. But for me, winging it is, yeah. uh, you know what? I had all week. And, okay. uh, no, that's you know, or, or I've had a guys I'm helping and he goes, well, mm -hmm. you know, I downloaded this sermon and I thought it was really good. And yeah. I used his outline and yeah. I made up two stories. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also I, I, I think this is really important stuff because I, I think sometimes people will misinterpret what I say because I don't give them enough background Yeah, and they'll think, well, I want to do what Francis does. Cause yeah. he just walks up there and he doesn't even have a message. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Or he just kind of picks up and leaves and goes wherever he wants to go. And yeah. it's like, no, 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 no. Okay, wait, wait. Let me take you back to seven years of schooling that I hated every moment of. and But I sucked it up and I'm yeah. reading and I'm studying. And let me take you back to, you know, 16 years of every Sunday. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. Now, because of that, right. here I am approaching 50, and I can do some things spontaneously. Yeah. I would never have dreamt no. of back then. And let me tell you about the jobs I worked, you know, that I didn't like. Let me tell you about the authority I came under mm -hmm. when I thought I knew better. And now because of all these things, let me tell you about when I started and I felt like I had a gift of teaching and my pastor's like, you might, but go clean the toilets and set up the chairs and boom, you know, all of this stuff. So yes, now at this age, yeah, there's times I can, but I just don't want the young people to right. think, oh man, I'm just gonna do that, I'm 20 and uh, let me just wing it and let me just go wherever and That's who a needs word. a job, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, and so it's good that you, you brought that up and I think it's, it's important pe for people to understand too, like, I'm almost like the worst person to teach a preaching class because there's things I do now sure. and I don't even remember what I did right. when I was 20 and first started teaching and 
it's hard to recall some of those things, and I've probably picked up habits that are appropriate to me now at right. this stage of my life that I would never say, follow this example. That's a good word. Well, let me ask you a question here. Yeah. Um, what are the best ways, or let me put it another way, lots of demand on your life. Mm -hmm. And when I was young, I thought, if, you know, the people that like you in my life, they just had a different name. Okay, mm -hmm. but what I mean by that is that, you know, they were the Chuck Swindolls or the okay. Howard Hendricks or yeah, the, yeah. you know, name, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I just thought like, wow, my life is overwhelming, but you know, they have a staff, they have these churches, they've got all this experience. Yeah. And, and what I didn't realize was a handful of those people, they really kept growing. Huh. I mean, they, yeah, yeah. Um, what has helped you the most or what do you do so that you keep growing as a man of God and a leader. Mm -hmm. um, because there are pools and distractions and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and pretty soon is the only conferences you go to is you're the speaker. Oh yeah. So what, what do you do personally to just uh, draw near to God and grow in your own yeah. both gifts and walk with God? There's never been a replacement for my time alone with God and in the Word. Yeah. Um, like there's other things that have helped me, but that's always been the thing that, I, I don't know if centered is the, the word mm -hmm. for it. Um, because sure, I grow by listening. I'm a listener. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think to a fault where I maybe am too impressionable. Like, mm -hmm. it, you know, I, I tend to be spontaneous. Like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do it like that guy or that, that guy. Cause I just absorb and go, oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. And if I don't get alone with the Lord and back in the Word when no one else is around, I will just kind of follow a pattern set before. Because it's easier. Sure. And it's like, well, I learned that from Keller. And so yeah. if I mess up, it's Keller's fault. You know, or I, <laughs> right. you know, I just copied what Piper said. And right. so if he's off, right. you know, he's yeah. going to be judged. You know, uh, and, I mean, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, and I think people like that. They like yeah. to gravitate to a personality and, and because then it takes all the responsibility mm -hmm. off of them. It's like, well, so-and-so said, this person said. And, and um, for me, it's fighting for that time alone with God and remember, you, you know, it's almost like God gives you some revelation maybe early in your life. Mm -hmm. And we live in a, we live in a time where people want to move to the next thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it was some of those core things at the very start yeah. that I, I don't like repeating myself. Like I want to teach something new too because I don't want people to get bored of me. And I quickly get bored. But some of those original revelations from mm -hmm. Scripture were the most important ones. Like you don't move past the gospel. Right. You don't move past the cross and go, okay, well, we covered that. Mm -hmm. But I want to. I want to sure. move on to something more, you know, whoa, did anyone ever see this, you know, in the book of Revelation? Yeah. You know, like, did anyone catch this in Daniel besides me? You know, and, you know, verses... I think what the Lord's teaching me is, look, some of these things I revealed to you mm -hmm. early on about my holiness. You don't move past that right. and go, I covered the holiness of God. No, because you have angels day and night who never stop saying, holy, holy. So they never, they didn't move on to something else, right. you know? And, and so for me... The temptation is to move on when what God wants me to do is go deeper in those things I revealed to you in those early days about my holiness. You don't get it. 
you know, to where you can move on. You don't understand my forgiveness to where you move on. You could spend an eternity searching these things. And these are the major themes in right. Scripture of God is who he is. He is the creator. Man, you don't just accept, okay, I'm created by him. No, you dig deeper into that. Oh, my gosh, I'm a created being. Oh, it's it's like, you know, uh, one of Job's friends, I forget which one, you know, that just says, I the last guy to speak, what was his name? Uh, whatever. Some other Piper. One of the guys, yeah, Piper and Keller, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, he just talks about, hey, look, I, I'm going to speak. I've been quiet, but I, I too was just pinched off from a piece of clay. Yeah. And I thought, whoa, that's a great phrase. You know, I just read that a couple months ago, like, pinched off from a piece. You know, like, that's me. I'm just like another one of these that God, you know, he's the potter. And let me make mm -hmm. this guy, let me make this guy, let me i got to grow in my understanding of uh, who I am before God. And so for me, the struggle has been, let me get back to the holiness of God and let me dig mm. deeper in that and really understand. Because I think, you know, we've taken some similar paths where suddenly you're known as, oh, he's the holiness of God guy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I, that's, that's the old, yeah. you know, me that I, I, I got to move on from that. It's like, no, maybe I don't, and maybe I got to go deeper in that, and, and maybe that is a life message. Oh, he's the guy that talks about the brevity of life and, and how it's all about eternity. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, they already heard that one. Let me teach them something. No, yeah. man, do are we living for heaven? Like, are we, am I speaking right now thinking about eternal consequences to my words? Like, how, that's not something you move past. Yeah. And so for me, my growth has been, yes, learn new things, mm -hmm. but don't feel this pressure to move on from the things that are foundational in this yeah. book and learn to grow deeper in your reverence for God, your understanding of the brevity of life, Amen. and understand the grace of God through the cross. Um, dig deeper in those, dig deeper in those. And I think it's so counterculture, because I mean, the hottest news story today no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Three days later, it's replaced by something mm -hmm. else. And I think that kind of thinking of, I've got to be the hippest, the innest, the mm -hmm. what, where, I mean, where, kind of, where's it going? Mm -hmm. And uh, I look back on uh, a bricklayer with a high school education mm -hmm. who came down to my dorm room mm -hmm. every Tuesday and taught me to meet with God. Mm -hmm. And then said, you know, here's, here's some verses that are foundational. Mm -hmm that you really, mm -hmm. you can memorize and then mm -hmm. God could speak to you anytime. Mm -hmm. And a, a thin book by A.W. Tozer on mm -hmm. the knowledge of the holy that- <laughs> It's I, my go-to book too. It's in my briefcase. Cool. Yes. And, and literally, I read a chapter a day for the first 10 years, over and over Whoa. and over. And then for the next 10 years, every month, I would read the book. Because I kept forgetting, he's good. Yeah. He's all-knowing. Wow. He's holy. And, and, and I think, mm. That's, yeah, you go to conferences, yeah, yeah, I listen yeah. to speakers, yeah, yeah. I, I read books, I read yeah. books on preaching and leadership yeah, yeah. and try and stay semi-current. Yeah. But I'll tell you what I don't do is I, I'm, now this is, this is probably a weakness, but I, I'm just going to accept it. I, I don't surf the net. I'm not, yeah, I don't, yeah. not, but this is all the, this most recent YouTube, the this, there's just so much stuff. Mm -hmm. None of that takes me deeper. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I've, mm. I, I remember, I remember a, a guy telling me, you know what, there, there is books and there's content that is timely. 
and there's those that are timeless. If you will focus on the timeless, mm. you will always be timely mm. because God's holiness, the brevity of life, the gospel, the mm. cross. Now, the application of those, mm. it's going to look different, different mm -hmm, times. So mm -hmm. it's exciting. Thanks for sharing. That's <laughs> really good. That's a good phrase, too. Yeah, it's, it's not mine, but it is a good Well, one. yeah, and it's funny, you know, as I've talked to men that I've really respected, and um, they'll, they'll say things like that. Like, I still read this little book I was given. And, and, and then, you know, even the guy that shared with you, I'm guessing wasn't as awesome communicator or whatever else. Actually, right? boring. Yeah. yeah. Uncool. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, oh, Dave, give me a break. Yeah. And yet, three years later, yeah. this is the impact. He, he just, I ate with his family. Yeah. I stayed in the garage above his house. Yeah. I, I mix mud for him yeah. and work with him. Yeah. I watched him work. See, and five years later, my prayers were, I want to be a man of God like Dave. Mm. I want to have a marriage like Dave's. And mm. I want to be a dad like Dave. And mm. I want to come to work and do my job for the mm. glory of God. I watched him knock down a whole wall that we built in two days because when he ran the line the next day, it was off. Mm. It wasn't off government specs. Wow. It was off he said, I don't build this for the government. It's off my level. And, and, and he said, kick it down. And I'm going, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I got to mix all that mud. Wow. We're going to do it again. But that was, that was worth 100,000 sermons yeah. about working into the Lord. That's so good. I think yeah. we just emphasize the wrong things. You and I get caught up in the wrong things when you even think about what changed our lives. Yeah. And Okay, so if that changed my life, then why am I focused on this? Yeah. You know, yeah. like if it was the simplicity of that person and it wasn't their tremendous gift of communication, but something happened inside of you. Right. It was a Holy Spirit to where you were hungry, yeah. you know, and so you'll take it from anywhere. And yet we're, we can sometimes build up a generation that will, it's not coming from inside here. So the externals need to be there. Yeah. But when the Holy Spirit enters you, you know, that, that inner man that's being strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's like, I just want the word. I crave the word. It's, I don't, it doesn't have to be through Chip or Francis or whatever. It's like anyone because internally I've changed. Amen. And when I hear truth, it's like, oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. I don't care who said it. That was awesome. But, okay, let me hit something that's, uh, that is timely. Yeah. <laughs> And that is, there are topics now that people want to avoid or mm -hmm. skirt around. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I remember that when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like they were sacred, like, hey, don't talk about this. Maybe money um, and maybe... Uh, maybe sex to a degree. I think, I think we a, maybe didn't, didn't yeah. talk very... Yeah, maybe well, not openly, but, well, but it well, wasn't like a taboo subject, yeah. like you're not allowed to talk about. Right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you saw that. I mean, you're a little older than me, you know, but, but uh, by, yes, I am. by my generation, yeah. it was kind of, yeah, yeah, you can true. talk about yeah, this. That's true. Um, so I don't remember things other than possibly money and greed uh, and maybe uh, gluttony. Mm -hmm. um, don't you dare, right. you know, hit those. Is that, is that a sin? <laughs> okay. No. But think about but, think about that. Though. But there wasn't very much. No. There there wasn't a whole lot you couldn't 
touch. Just don't touch my money and don't touch my eating habits. But even that's like, uh, I don't, I didn't feel like it was taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, there are a yeah. lot of those yeah. um, that will get you just creamed, you know, and and yet as as prophets or pastors or mm-hmm. teachers, we are not to avoid those topics. Yeah. So, um, how do you do it? Well, one of the joys for me is living in a place where before it became taboo elsewhere. You know, I've lived in the Bay Area, yeah. and so a lot of those issues were, um, and I happened to be at a time, I think you experienced the same thing, where you're in a place that's like, there's a glove, mm-hmm. and God made the hand that's you, and, and when you just were where you were being you, God, for reasons you at least I couldn't mm. explain, caused something to explode. And I was in Santa Cruz mm. and super, um, super progressive, if you want to use that word, no truth. Uh, less than four or five percent of the people went to any kind of religious institution, let alone mm-hmm. a church. And so the issues of abortion, homosexuality, the environment, politics, mm. the if you went near those, mm. it was like, and yet then we mm. saw all these people come to Christ. Mm. And they came out of satanic worship, homosexual lifestyles, uh, blue and red hating one another, and they're all in this body. Mm. So, you know, I had the moral responsibility before God. What's Mm. the Bible, not political, but what's the Bible say about sexual purity, Mm. whether it's with homosexual or heterosexual? What's the Bible say about the planet, Mm. not what the right-wingers or the left-wingers think? Mm. What's the the Bible say about the Mm. responsibility as a Christian citizen, as my citizenship is in heaven, Mm. and yet I'm placed on this earth in America? Mm -hmm. How do I navigate that dual Mm -hmm. citizenship? And so, you know, I, I felt like if I didn't, speak clearly, mm-hmm. lovingly, mm-hmm. and winsomely, but boldly on those mm. topics, mm-hmm. I was neglecting the very areas that would mm-hmm. tear people apart. Mm. And so I did my best to, um, one, listen carefully. Mm. Um, I found some of the positions of my background and some of the positions, yeah. I mean, especially sort of the political arena or Everything's real clear cut. There were people that just were angry at homosexuals mm-hmm. and mean, or there were people that, you know, they were all tree huggers. And, and I found myself with, what, 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 that's, that's, that's not how Jesus approached things. Mm-hmm. And it was the people out of the homosexual community that had come to love Jesus that said, Chip, here, mm-hmm. this is out here. Here's how you, you have to tell the truth, but mm-hmm. it needs to be communicated this mm-hmm. way. And, and so I, I, I think it's one of those where, yes, I was afraid, mm-hmm. but I was compelled. Mm-hmm. And I thought, it's, I'm either, I mean, you know those crossroads? And I mm-hmm. think every pastor, teacher, mm-hmm. and you realize this is obeying God mm-hmm. and this is pleasing people. Mm-hmm. This one, if I obey God, it, a lot mm-hmm. of people may leave. Yeah. They'll stop giving their money and they may get, I may get fired. Yeah, and I and I just you know you had this watershed, and it's not just it's a moment followed by other moments like that. Yeah, and I don't think there's any other t- alternative other than mm. how do we speak the truth in love? And mm. um, I think as you mentioned earlier today, 
if they hated Jesus, yes. if, if, if we're not doing out of harshness and yeah. legalism and self-righteousness, yeah. if you really, so we drove HIV patients to the doctor. We got groceries yeah. for them. We ministered to the yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. In other words, we were saying, yes, we're gonna invade the city and yeah. love, and yeah. yet the Bible says heterosexual sex outside of marriage is wrong because yeah. it's, and homosexual, and so we, we taught very clearly on all yeah. those. Huh. And, um, but I think it's a bigger challenge than, I mean, we, I, I taught a few of those messages and it went, you know, on the radio and internet mm -hmm. and other places. Mm -hmm. And I got, man, I, I, oh, I, I got, I got fried. I got threats. I mean, we, we had, yeah. we had to have security. I think I'm going to church. Well, you yeah. know, I'm going to church and we got some guy with a green beret and a headset who's, who's yeah. thinking, um, it's a different world. So yeah. I understand the fear, but yeah. I also understand lovingly we have to speak clearly on what the bible says or mm. or why are we here mm. yeah i mean there's at the end of the day we have to do our best to go okay this is what i think this says right um if i was stuck on an island and i read this over and over here's what i'd come up with um i and i'm going to stand before god on that and and how can I be loving and say this in a way where I'm deeply concerned for people? Yeah. You know, like this whole idea of there's only one way to heaven through Jesus. And all, everything I read in this book is not, well, whatever God you believe in, but it's about Yahweh God showing that all these other gods really aren't gods. Right. And the foolishness of, of, of uh, you know, making an idol or whatever. It's like, gosh to be able to help you look best I understand is I'm concerned you're trusting in another name to forgive you and that's not going to happen like I best I and I and I get it you know what like Islam yeah. you know it's it's uh you're not allowed to talk about that and like you said uh homosexuality you can't touch that those are probably the two taboo things mm -hmm. for you to say that anyone's natural desires could be wrong in the sight of a creator. That's wrong. And then to say that your knowledge of this Yahweh God and Son of God, Jesus, is the one way and, and everyone else is off. I mean, those are the two, I would yeah. say, topics that you, you don't touch those. Yeah. And so you, you look at Scripture and, you know, these guys hit whatever topic and man i don't like it i i hate rejection sure. i love being accepted by people i want to fall into this flow of the most loving thing to do is just let people believe what they want to believe mm -hmm. and go where they want to go but that's just the idea is surrender yeah of a surrender to a creator like that goes gosh i think this way but your thoughts are way beyond my thoughts, mm -hmm. and I so disagree with this in my natural thinking, but I'm going to submit to it because if you really gave your son to die for right. me, that shows me you love me, and, and to get the gospel is to say, I gladly surrender it all. Man, I, I, I heard this guy speak just a couple months, probably two months ago, and he grew up in a homosexual lifestyle. I mean, just years and years mm -hmm. of deep, deep relationships there. And uh, just maybe a year and a half, two years ago, came to know the Lord and read the scriptures for himself. And now is going, man, I, 
I was off on some things, yeah. very off on some things, and I've repented of those things. And, and there was a Q&A time, and this is where it was crazy. Like someone asked the question, don't you think it's unfair that we tell people who have a same-sex attraction that they must remain celibate for the rest of their lives in order to follow Jesus? And this guy's response, it was the first time I've ever heard anything yeah. like this. Like, it was so clear, like, whoa. He just, he kind of sits back in his chair and goes, and he's just like, okay, unfair? Okay, let me tell you what's unfair. Yeah. Unfair is, I've done a lot of things wrong in life. And I deserve like an eternity in punishment. And yet the Son of God died on the cross. Okay, he took it all for me. And now I'm totally pure. Like I, I am a son of God. My whole eternity is set. And, and okay, yes, do I, am I still attracted to men? Is there a bummer? Sure. sure. But... To call that unfair, let me tell you, know, and he just went off about the Son of God. It was the first time I heard someone approach a question like that with, the gospel is so beautiful, so mm. far beyond, yeah, I want to sleep with her, but that's just, uh, it's like nothing. Like suddenly, it's, mm. it's like he got the gospel in such a beautiful wow. way that it's like, this is just sex we're talking about. I, I've never heard anyone talk about it like that. That's awesome. And I thought, gosh, biblically, that's how beautiful the gospel is. But yeah. at the core is yeah. the everything goes back to our view of God. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we've redefined love. And, yeah. and so that question, the presuppositions behind isn't that unfair, goes something like this. This is God and this is us. Mm -hmm. We... Mm -hmm. are the judge, mm -hmm. and we oh, will yeah. scrutinize God and his character, yeah. and we will decide what's fair and what's right. And so we've literally, oh, yeah. pe people don't think they're making idols. The biggest idol we're making is we've made up a Jesus and we've made up a God that doesn't exist anywhere mm -hmm. except in the salad bar of our mind mm -hmm. where I like this part from this, this, oh, I'm all for this aspect of, mm -hmm. say, Islam. Well, have you read the whole book? Mm -hmm. Are you terrified of? Do, 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 no. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in other words, I can pick and choose mm -hmm. from anything, anywhere. Well, well, if you're the person picking and choosing, mm -hmm. really, the God mm -hmm. is a look in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is, it is you declaring yeah. true, untrue, acceptable, not acceptable, and it is. Um, so it's an unpopular yeah. thing. But, but I think what's helped me the most is realizing to not tell the truth, this is of the turning point yeah. for me, is the most unloving thing I oh, could yeah. ever do. Yeah. How do I tell a man mm -hmm. in San Francisco who's in the gay lifestyle that his life expectancy is probably somewhere between 43 and 50, mm -hmm. purely by his lifestyle? How, I, I, and I, I love you mm -hmm. so much, I'm not gonna tell you that. Mm -hmm. There's consequences of all sins, some are physical and emotional. Mm -hmm. Every command in scripture mm -hmm. are borders and boundaries for God's heart to say, you may disagree, this is so you get the best, my good, acceptable, mm -hmm. and perfect will. Mm -hmm. God God really is for us. Mm -hmm. I don't always understand, yeah. but, but he's for us. And obeying yeah. him 
is what he commands us, but it's, it's, it's not some harsh, you know, this is my way because I don't care. Mm -hmm. This is my way because it reflects my character and I've made you, I really do want the best for you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's helped me, it's really helped me say things that are hard to say mm -hmm. because it's not an, an angry God just pointing his finger at people. Yeah, because I think that's, a, I, I think you hit on it where um, we want to start with this issue whatever it is, this topic, and that's not the starting point. Um, the starting point is your worldview of, do I believe that this is about God and a God-centered, you know, like if I really believe there's this being who pre-existed me in, for all of eternity and decides to make these people, then I go, okay, so I come under the authority of, but that's not where we start. We start no. with me. Right. What I feel and how could this be wrong? Like you said, we twisted it and now this is about me and let me have God fit into what I feel, what I think, what I want, rather than the starting point of you're a created being. This is your identity, yeah. is that you were made by someone greater than you. And I mean, it's the, it's the garden, it's Adam and Eve of just wanting to come under and go, well, you know, here's what I want. Yeah. That sure looks appealing and I'm gonna take of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and it's like we start with our desires rather than this. And I, I sure hope I don't come across like this, uh, I don't know, like judgmental, whatever. It's just, it's just for me, when I read the scriptures, it's like, wow, who am I? What are my thoughts? What are my mm -hmm. desires? They're pretty low on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. And here comes God, the creator, and making him supreme and holy so great and mighty that the thought of having a relationship really is that great to where it's like sex, yeah. family, yeah. you know, but in the church we've made maybe idolized family yeah. and everything else and this, this so we, we've screwed it up. Well, when I listen to you talk, there's a couple things um, that, that are really interesting that are so embedded in you. That's why those things are clear is here's all these issues up here, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. And you just, oh, those are all these issues. But underneath all those issues um, are what's true. Mm. And when I, the longer I'm around you and when I listen to you, so is, is truth sort of relative and people can make it or is it absolute? But then there's something else. You've, you've said it multiple times. The last sentence is, when I look at scripture, when I look at scripture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Francis, I believe that the biggest issue in the day is not homosexuality, it's not mm -hmm. Islam, it's not abortion, mm -hmm. it's not politics, it's not America, it's not nuclear proliferation. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not even truth. I mean, that's the biggest issue is, so what defines, is is this God's word? Mm -hmm. And if this is God's word, then it mm -hmm. defines truth. And yeah. if it defines truth, then those issues, there's ways to deal with them. Yes. And, and our response as preachers and teachers is to humbly walk with God and, and communicate mm -hmm. the truth with God's heart. But mm -hmm. what I see is there's, this is like, hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. well, let's just skip that because we yeah, 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 we yeah. want to do the big thing. Yeah. And um, well, thanks. Yeah. Man. No, totally. Yeah, totally. Well, thanks again to Francis Chan and Chip Ingram for joining us this week as our special guests on the Church Leaders Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review us in iTunes, and consider sending this episode to someone in your life who may be blessed by its message. Make sure to download the show notes for this episode at churchleaders.com forward slash podcast. 
The show notes always include resources mentioned in the show and links to some of our guests' top content on churchleaders.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. You've been listening to the Church Leaders Podcast. For articles, videos, and free resources that will help you lead better every day, visit our website, churchleaders.com. Thanks for listening.